You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA. Connors USA News and Commentary. July the 1st, 2022. We are live streaming right now at rumble.com. Go to rumble.com, enter in the search engine, Larry Connors USA. You can join us in studio. If you missed, you can always go back and pick it up and watch it at your pleasure, as you can also pick up podcasts of the program at we're off the air at LarryConnorsUSA.com. A note to you, first of all, I want you to enjoy your July 4th holiday independence weekend and remember the purpose of that weekend. But also next week, we will do a rebroadcast of our program on July 4, and then Pastor Randy Mayfield will be hosting for me on July 5 and 6 of next week. All right, so here we are, and after the decision of the court, which basically overturned Roe v. Wade versus, as the law of the land, 47, 47 House Republicans are pushing to declare June month of life. Good for them. Good, I'm glad. By the way, a new Harvard-Harris poll survey released exclusively to the Hill says a majority of voters say they oppose the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. 55% said they disagree. 45% said they were in favor of the move. 69% believe this created turmoil. 31% say it, they believe it settles the law. In other words, there's still the opposition and will continue. But, of course, even in states that are going to say no abortion with only the exception of the mother's life, they still have a right to abortion if the mother's life is in danger, but not for just simply... Well, I just don't want it. It won't fit my lifestyle. And other states are rapidly saying, we we will help you. Come here. Spend your money with us. And Planned Parenthood saying, oh, my God, women's women's health, women's health. There are women's health clinics all across the nation that do everything to help women except an abortion. That's not helping the woman. It's killing a baby. Wall Street stocks posting so many losses yesterday. The market closing out the first quarter, that ended the, I should say, closing out the worst quarter, the second quarter since the onset of the pandemic in early 2020. Also, the S&P 500 performance in the first half of 2022, the worst since the first six months of 1970. Seven in ten Americans say they do not want, they do not want Biden to run for a second term. That's a Harvard-Harris poll also that says 71% surveyed don't think he should run, and among those who believe he should not run, 45% say he shouldn't because he's a bad president. 45%, you're bad, bad, bad. No, you should not run. A third say he's too old. A fourth of them say it's just time for a change. Like to get change back at the the service station, right? In the meantime, White House Economic Advisor Brian Deese suggesting the pain of the pump is just the price Americans are going to have to pay in his words, for the future of the liberal world order. 
You heard me right. The White House economic advisor says you're going to have to suffer at the pump. It's just a price you're going to have to pay for the future of the liberal world order. Who asked for the liberal world order? Who wants it? But you're going to have to pay for it. Speaking of being liberal and speaking of having things that will get off track sometimes and you're surprised, well, that's, that's a surprise. Maybe not so much. Congressman Henry Cuellar, Democrat of Texas, is a Democrat, but he's upset with the Biden, or rather with the court ruling that the Biden administration go back to return to Mexico policy. That's right, he's a Democrat. He's going against the flow of the other Democrats, and he's also regarding abortion the same way. We'll discuss that coming up. In the meantime, one bank tells customers we have... Our employees wearing pronouns she, her, and his under their name with the caption, Pronouns Matter. This is not in the U.S. of A. It's in England. It's a Halifax bank, a division of the big Lloyd's banking group. One deputy minister said, Telling your customers to bugger off if they don't like their highly contentious political stance? That's the Halifax. Oh, and that 29-year-old competitive skateboarder who won first prize beating a 13-year-old, he's a transgender. He said, well, age shouldn't make any difference. Just because I'm 29, she's 13? Oh, come on. Come on, man. Larry Connors, USA. News and commentary. Your eyes are burning, you're sneezing, it's allergy season, pollen readings are sky high. Heck, you can even see that yellow powder on everything. So that's also inside your air conditioning ducts. I suggest you call Wellington Environmental. Now, other companies will be glad to do the job, but they're going to come to your home or business, count the air ducts, and begin increasing the cost. In fact, the quoted price might even double. Wellington offers one price, no extras, You'll be charged exactly what Wellington quotes. So this is easy for you. Call 314-644-4930, 644-4930. You will breathe easier. Wellington has a AAA rating with the Better Business Bureau. 314-644-4930, 644-4930. Wellington Environmental, your world cleaner, better, safer, be well with Wellington. This segment of Larry Connors USA is brought to you by my friends at John Beal Roofing, covering homes and businesses throughout the Midwest. Best quality, lowest prices. John Beal, 1-800-NEW-ROOF. 1-800-NEW-ROOF. Then the ship came around in the middle of the night. Heard mama crying that something would arrive. He's headed down to Knoxville with a weekly load. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Well, we begin tonight with a look back at what has been one of the most consequential and life-changing Supreme Court terms since the courts that overturned segregation and expanded women's rights. Only this court has done it all in reverse. Today was the last day that we heard from them this term, and actually, thank God, 
Because in the past month, the conservative majority has successfully weakened Miranda rights, kneecapped state gun safety laws, betrayed indigenous sovereignty, begun to dismantle the separation of church and state, and curtailed women's rights to privacy and liberty. And that was all before today. Wow. That was Reed, Joy Reed of the readout of MSNBC talking about how bad this Supreme Court has been just on the rulings issued yesterday. The one involving specifically Roe v. Wade is no longer the law of the land. See, here's, they're all about activist judges. And Justice Jackson will be an activist judge. I'll lay money on it every day. I'll take any odds you want. She will try her best to rewrite the Constitution along with the other liberals still there, Sotomayor and Kagan. Now, Justice Roberts might join them from time to time. Kavanaugh washed a little bit the other day on the EPA thing, that, or rather stay in Mexico, which I wish he hadn't. But the bottom line is, this court has tried, especially with the Trump appointees, that would include Kavanaugh, and Gorsuch, and Barrett, to interpret the Constitution, not rewrite laws, which is what the left wants done. That's why they are suddenly calling for, you know what, well, we would just we would just codify Roe v. Wade in a legislative process. This is after Biden had said, there's not anything I can do. And they said, yes, you can, and you better. He's supposedly meeting with various governors today to talk about how do we get things together that we make law of the land abortion again under all the states. Well, the governor's meeting with them are not going to go along with it because they're not there. The red state governors are not part of this conference and this plan. But Reed is saying, she and her liberal friends, that this was a disastrous Supreme Court. Oh, and don't forget, don't forget the Second Amendment ruling, defending your right to carry concealed in New York without having to explain well, I, I need it because uh, I carry a lot of cash or whatever you want to come up with. But it's not enough to attack the court in general and be upset with their rulings. They want to pin some of it directly on specific justices, as in the guy who was plotting to kill Kavanaugh, as in going after Amy Coney Barrett by publishing the address where her children go to school, and also calling the black male justice conservative, calling him out. Joy Reid made a point of that over and over again. Now, make no mistake, these justices who swore under oath that they had no political opinions have proven that they very much do have a political agenda. And it all began back in 1991 with the contentious confirmation hearing of, just, of Justice Clarence Thomas after surviving credible claims of sexual harassment and a bruising confirmation hearing, Justice Thomas made clear that he had an agenda and was ready for retribution. Back in 1993, the New York Times reported that Justice Thomas told two law clerks that he wanted to remain on the court until 2034. When they asked why, he reportedly said, the liberals made my life miserable for 43 years, and I'm going to make their lives miserable for 43 years. And if you had any doubt that he had an axe to grind, his wife, you know, the active insurrectionist, 
told People magazine that he doesn't owe any of the groups who opposed him anything. Did you note that she at least put in that the reportedly told clerks that he was going to get revenge? And jumping back to his, quote, contentious hearing and the credible allegations against him, the credible allegations against him were as credible as the ones made against Joe Biden, who is now in the White House. And I don't hear Joy Reid calling out about those credible allegations. The ones made against Kavanaugh obviously fell far short of being credible because they had no evidence to back it up, but they had plenty of time to deal with that one and his nomination, as they did with Clarence Thomas, and there was nothing that could be proven. But despite all that, George Washington University has seen backlash from the far-left student body because the court overturned Roe v. Wade, basically. The Washington Law School student and campus reform correspondent joining to report that there are plans to push the Justice Thomas out of George Washington University. Students started a petition to have him removed following the Supreme Court abortion ruling. The university, to its credit, issued a statement pushing back against the initiative, saying we steadfastly support the robust exchange of ideas and deliberation, and because debate is an essential part of our university's academic and educational mission, we will neither terminate his employment nor cancel his classes. Good. Good. Maybe, maybe we're beginning to get the left to back up a step to maybe more. Well, don't rush quickly to that belief because you also have a cry from Rex Chapman, a white man, a former NBA player who later became a drug addict, convicted criminal, launching, who had at one time a show on CNN and NNN Plus before it got quickly canceled. It was a total failure anyway. But he complained that Justice Thomas was at the graduation event of college students along with late Justice Scalia's son. He said not another person of color was in the picture. See, see, there's proof that Justice Thomas is a white supremacist himself in a black skin. And he said, have you ever watched him play professional basketball? Have you ever seen Clarence Thomas at an NBA game, ever? So see, if you don't go to an NBA game, you must be racist. Is that right? The extremes to which the left will go have no limits. A New York Times writer appearing with Joy Reid on her program made a point to say, if you look at what we've been told, New York Times writer Erwin Carmen said, we should have seen this coming. Uh, the, these institutional liberals that sit on the Supreme Court are actually warning us that as bad as things have been, they are getting worse really, really fast. And as you mentioned, they're about to get worse uh, for, for maybe as long as our lifetime, considering the age of these justices on the court now. Yeah. Yeah, they're so worried. They don't see any change coming anytime soon, unless some accident befalls one of the current justices. She didn't say that. I'm saying it. But that's why we need to make sure all of our justices, liberal or conservative, all of our federal judges across the nation, 
have the proper protection. Nancy Pelosi doesn't seem to be that concerned unless it involves a liberal justice. But now here's something else. Here's here's where you have to look at what's the long-range plan for some of them. What kind of game plan are they really playing? Texas Democrat Congressman Henry Quaylar was primaried this last March. They wanted him out of there. He's a Democrat. They wanted him out. They sent in somebody, and they had out-of-state money helping out, everything else stepping forward to promote and push to get him out of his district. Why? He's a Democrat. Why were the Democrats trying to get rid of him in a primary and to defeat him? Because Quaidar, who is Catholic, is clearly pro-life and has not withheld his remarks about admitting, I am pro-life. Now, compare and contrast that to Nancy Pelosi, who's Catholic, saying abortions should be celebrated. And yet, she was one of the ones in that primary who stepped forward, along with other mainstream Democrats, top of the top of the heap, not the AOCs. They're not considered top of the top of the heap. She stepped forward to say there's a reason we need Henry Cuellar, even though he's a Democrat who's pro choice, we need him to stay in office. I'm supporting Henry Cuellar. He's a valued member of our caucus. He is not pro-choice, but we didn't need him. We passed the bill with what we had. And by the way, this is one of the first Congresses that we have had with a Democratic president with a pro-choice Congress. Now, I have to say, there's a little bit of tension between the message elect more pro-choice Democrats to prevent overturning Roe v. Wade, and also, don't worry about this anti-choice Democrat, we have enough votes in the House. And yet, the entirety of House leadership is giving money to or actively campaigning for this longtime incumbent Democrat to fend off a progressive challenger, who I should add, is pro-choice. Those remarks coming from the MSNBC anchor who was pointing out how Pelosi was supporting a pro-life Democrat. At the same time, Democrats wanted him to switch. And Cuellar to himself, he stated, I'm a pro-life Democrat. I know it's a decision that unfortunately divides a lot of people. It's a very emotional issue. I understand that. But then when he's got called out by AOC or his primary candidate, Jessica Cineros, that he was not really a true Democrat, He said, who are they to decide what's the standard of being a Democrat? If you look at what we do as members of Congress, we represent a district. She represents her district, talking about ALC. I represent mine. That's the way it should be. I would ask her to look up the definition of progressive in the dictionary. And there's where he said, he went on to say in an interview, these super liberals are absolutely clueless. The super left uh, movement uh, is not good for governance uh, because if you start setting up a a circular firing squad uh, and start going after people that you just don't happen to agree with, uh, that's not good. You know, I always saw the the Democratic Party as the big tent party. Uh, You know, it's interesting when you look up the word liberal, uh, you know, or progressive, it talks about looking at diversity, looking at diversity. Uh, the only thing is some of those progressives don't believe in diversity of thought and ideas, the marketplace for ideas. And that's, um, right. I think that's one of the deficiencies.
agencies that they need to understand the word progressive. They need to understand the word progressive. Yep, that's true. And to that point, during that primary, the number three Democrat in the U.S. House of Representatives also charged in that rare, that uh, firestorm over abortion rights as he showed up to support Henry Cuellar, Democrat, who's a pro-lifer. Jim Clyburn said, we have a big tent party, and if we're going to be a big tent party, we got to be a big tent party. I don't believe we ought to have a litmus test inside the Democrat Party. I think we ought to bring as many people into the party as possibly as we can. This whole notion you've got to agree with everybody on everything is pretty sophomoric to me. He was correct in those statements. Other liberals think he's stupid. That's right. AOC and them, they think, yeah, we should all agree all the time the way I think it is. And there's even a piece uh, written by the Washington Post columnist Kate Cohen proposing that these pro-life laws restricting abortion are God-given oppression. We need to stop, she says, this growing power of the Christian right. Pointing out, she says, America is not a Christian nation. See, she knows nothing about our history of the nation. That doesn't mean we're all Christians. But we have those beliefs, but we have numerous religions, don't we? But how did how were we founded? She doesn't know her history, obviously. And then Congressman Cuellar has another issue that involves the border. Stand by. In my District 28, certainly they did not believe my opponent's position on defund the police. They did not support her position on getting rid of ICE or Border Patrol. And they certainly didn't agree on open borders. And that was a strong message. If you look at the votes uh, along the counties on the southern border, uh, I won by 80 plus percent of the vote because people understood that law and order Law and order is key to any uh, function that government provides. That is Congressman Henry Cuellar again, Democrat of Texas, who was not in favor of the Supreme Court overturning return to Mexico policy. That was what Trump put in place, saying if you want to come into this country under the guise of asylum, you must remain in Mexico while we adjudicate your case. The latest data shows only 1.6% of those remaining in Mexico migrants had valid asylum claims. Only 1.6% of the hundreds of thousands. In the meantime, Cuellar, again, considered a rogue Democrat. I mean, he's pro-life. They primaried against him trying to get rid of him, but they didn't because Nancy Pelosi and House Minority Whip Clyburn went down to campaign for him, saying we need him. He's still a Democrat in their view, but he's not going to walk their walk. And Clyburn says anybody thinks you have to agree on everything all the time 
It's sophomoric. So Cuellar also said, when it comes to those with getting in on asylum claims, only 10, maybe 12% should be allowed in. Now, he's giving a bigger break than what the facts are. The facts say 1.9% or less are valid claims. Valid claims, 1.6%. He also said, my position has been, if they have access to an attorney, they can come and present their case, they're in a safe situation. But otherwise, we can't let them come in. We can't let 100% in. We should only allow 10 to 12% come into the states. Democrats don't like that, of course, because they want everybody to come in. Because they think that will be a new voting block, which, to the black voters, I'll warn you again. As the Democrats continue with this plan, black voters are going to be diluted. Your value will become less. Cuellar is also big about making sure citizens are properly armed and supporting the Second Amendment. And Senator John Kennedy, a Republican of Louisiana, says, yeah, the violence we have going on, we've got to do that. We've got to stop all the talk about defunding police and everything, and we need to do this. In the short term, if you want things to get better, empower your cops. Too many of our mayors think that cops are more of a problem than criminals. They are wrong. Empower your cops. Pay them. Hire more of them. Stand behind them when they have to do their jobs. Uh, Tell them to enforce all of our laws, the big ones and the little ones. And mayors, get rid of your, your see no evil, hear no evil, prosecute no evil district attorneys. He's absolutely right on every one of those points. After the ruling the other day on the Second Amendment, just 34% in a survey found that they felt safe after the SCOTUS ruling, or felt less safe, less safe. 35% felt less safe. 22% said they felt more safe because knowing their state cannot impose restrictions on concealed carry permits. And for those who are still trying to say defund the police and nobody should have a gun unless I'm a, a Hollywood star or I'm a member of Congress and I have guards around me, Senator Kennedy said, voters, you need to step in there and break the cycle. And the final thing I would say, Jesse, this is to the voters. I would tell them, be patient, but only up to a point. I'm going to I'm going to put this down where the goats can get it (laughs) to the voters. I'd say I'd say you deserve better. Demand it. Eat your vegetables. Don't elect them. (laughs) That was the part of the interview he gave with Jesse Waters. He's not going to put it down where the, even the goats can get it. Voters, eat your vegetables. Don't elect them because you've been electing vegetables to go to Congress and they're passing stupid laws like this, and not only in Congress, but in your state legislators. Quit electing vegetables. Eat them. <laughs> Senator John Kennedy, Louisiana. We're coming up on July 4th. Do you feel patriotic? Do you feel good where our country is now? Do you believe this is the best country in the world? Let's spend some time on this issues coming up. You can email Larry at LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. Some car dealers might try to take advantage of you. One quick way to spot it, look at the sticker price. 
Jay Ackerman told me, especially in these times, he wants to reward the generations of buyers and the new customers. So Ackerman Toyota sells every car at sticker price. No markup. What you see is what you pay. Ackerman Toyota at Hampton and 44. Ackerman Toyota for life. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Well, here we are, just days before July 4th. That is Monday, the Independence Day, a federal holiday in observance, commemorating Declaration of Our Independence. Ratified by the Second Continental Congress, July 4, 1776. I know many of you already know that. Some of you don't know your history that well, but many of you at least know that part. Or maybe you don't. Or you decide to wipe it out because you don't think this country is that great anymore. We're going to talk about how national pride stands in a moment based on a new Fox News survey. See where you stand. But I want to go back to something we did a moment ago. We were talking earlier this hour about how the Supreme Court rulings, according to a columnist for the Washington Post, which is not a conservative publication, Propose that America needs to embrace atheism. Yes, embrace atheism. Because it needs to stop, quote, the growing power of the Christian right. And then also stated, America is not a Christian nation. We are, let me add some qualifiers to that. We are not just a Christian nation. We are a nation of freedom of religion, as stated in our Constitution. You're allowed to practice whatever religion you want, even if it's atheism or no religion. You're not forced to do any, certainly not by the state. You're not being forced to do so. And when she said we're not a Christian nation, she doesn't know the founding of this country. They were escaping England, and at that time, the dictatorial declarations of the Catholic Church and the English government, when they began to occupy this nation as colonies. In fact, as 16th, 17th centuries, we began to do so. And I'm going to quote you a source that you may say, wow, they really put that down? Yes, they did. The source is CNN, and sometimes they can stick to facts, and sometimes they will not try to rewrite history. And they state, and I'm reading, the question was raised, what religion was the U.S. founded on? CNN and NNN states, I'm reading. Those colonies were founded as outposts of a Christian nation. American, with American independence, the British monarchy lost control over its American subjects. Champions of American liber- liberty then celebrated their religious as well as political independence. So even CNN and NNN admits Christ was at the center of the colonies. And Christiansum, if you're aware of Christian religion at all, is built upon Jewish religion originally. It is a Judeo-Christian Bible most of us have in our founding. 
the Old Testament and the New Testament. And for Christians, the Old Testament was put aside with the death of Christ, that he died for your sins, that you don't have to follow all the laws you find in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy and elsewhere. You have to do this, do this, and do this to be clean and acceptable to God. Because we would all fall short. We still fall short. Only by the grace of Christ are we allowed to be seen and recognized by Christ through the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, that's a theological statement. I'm going to admit that. But it's my belief as well. It may or may not be yours. That's fine. I have no problem with you having a different agreement. We don't have to agree on that. That's the beauty of this country. That's something we should celebrate this Independence Day. But to the question, how proud are you of this country? A new Fox survey released the other day was asking, are you proud of the country today? The same question got asked June 2011. June 2011, compared to last month when it was asked, June 2022. Just yesterday, because we're now July 1. June 2011, 69% said, are you proud of the country today? 69% said yes. This survey, taken mid-June of this year, 39%. That's a 30% drop asked, are you proud of your country? There are underlying things that are not being exposed there. We'll come back to that in a moment. Then when you break it down on political lines for just the current survey, are you proud of the country today? 48% of Democrats say no. 60% of Republicans say no. 64% of independents say no. Now, there's, there's the question right there. Are you proud of the country today? And that is in what we're doing, what we're achieving, what we stand for, and what we're allowing to happen to the country. That's the way I see that. But the question doesn't do anything but ask that one. In fact, it points out that men reverse positions are more likely to be proud in 2017 by 22% points, now only proud by 14 points. Women dissatisfied in 2017 still so today. Black voters remain in the not-proud column, though the margin is striking, from a 28-point margin five years ago to a nine-point margin today. In other words, break it down by race. Black voters in June of 2017 were asked, are you proud of the country? And 20, 34% said, yes, they were proud of the country in 2017. In 2022, 45% of the black voters said their favor in, in proud of the country. Hispanic voters, 57% in June 2017 said they were in proud of the country. 35% today say they are proud of the country. Now, what's behind all of this other than numbers? You could say... The overall thought is national pride is down. That doesn't mean necessarily patriotism is down, but pride in what we're doing as a nation can be down. It can be down by some, uh, depending, again, on party, your personality, uh, your gender, your religion, 
your color, your upbringing, whatever, that you're not proud of what this country stands for and what it's doing today in some areas, or maybe all areas. How about you? It's kind of like if you have a child, and you're very proud of that child. You're proud of their accomplishments until they do something really, really bad, maybe even criminal. It's hard to be proud of them and proud of their accomplishments when something like that turns everything upside down. But do you still love your child? Patriotism to me is love of country. Love of country. I don't have to agree all the time, and I don't agree all the time, in the direction our country is going and things that are happening in it. But I have a love for this country. And how many in other countries wish they had been born with a golden ticket born in this country? How many are trying to come into our country, even though they're told it's systemically racist, yet they keep coming? It's told it's bad, it's being overtaken by the Christian right, and yet they keep coming, and they're not all Christians. That's why that flag to me, I am proud of what it stands for and the price it was paid to keep it flying and to keep this nation with the blessings God has given us. Freedom. Liberty. Independence, our Constitution. You could say that for you personally right now, and this is your decision, not mine, I'm not proud of my country. I think we're letting wokeness get too far deep into our country, into our military, our schools, and I'm not proud of that happening. Well, then you need to stand up more, and you need to fight back more. Hopefully you won't have to die to protect your kids and that philosophy. But we have had young men and women do it in the streets on a daily basis of defending law and order and are in foreign countries. I am proud of my nation. I have a love for my nation. I'm not especially proud of everything the nation has done in the past or is even doing now. And coming up, I want to tell you about a letter I got from a listener, which raises another question. Stand by. You can hear podcasts of this program at Larry Connors USA Facebook. Larry Connors USA Facebook. Rottner Pest Solutions is one of the top pest control companies in the nation, and yet still family-owned for three generations, 65 years. Rottner customers still get personal, professional, safe service. I personally encourage you to call. Get a free quote. Schedule same day, next day, or a Saturday. 877-ROTTLER, 877-R-O-T-T-L-E-R, or go to rottler.com.
This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Speaking on religion only for a moment, specifically the Catholic Church. The Catechism of the Catholic Church states that homosexual acts are acts of grave depravity, contrary to natural law, but then also says those with homosexual tendencies must be accepted with respect, compassion, and sensitivity. That's a key point that's often overlooked by many when they claim that religion and I've had same discussions with members of my church, and we're Presbyterian, and I've had them in the past with churches, Baptists, and so forth. And as I told you, I have gay friends. It's not my lifestyle, but I care about them and I love them. But that's between them and God to find justification, not me, nor you, to be quite honest. But a Catholic church in Kentucky last night held a service called Service of Atonement and Apology to the LGBTQ plus community. They had a sign out front with pride colors on it, a call to prayer. And the prayer called for parishioners to build a just society and church for LGBTQ people. Always include rather than exclude. Went on to call on God to make parishioners disruptors of the status quo disruptors of stereotypes, philosophies, would-be theologies that do not consider every person as equal and worthy of dignity. At some point, at some point, you have to say, and that's why we've seen such a catechism with some Protestant churches as well, you're going to have to say, I'm not going to give up everything my religion stands for. I can still respect you and treat you appropriately and nicely, even if I think you're wrong, but I'm not going to change because of you. Does that make sense? You either have your faith or you don't. As Christ said, if if you're lukewarm, I spit you out of my mouth. You're neither warm nor cold. Neither hot nor cold, I should say. Paul Harvey once wrote something that this listener sent me his his letter reminded me of what Paul Harvey had done and talked about if I were going to overthrow America, I would start in the schools and doing this and doing that. And everything he said, we can look around and see, see it happening. I could go back to his statements on this day, but I want to share what listener identified as Russell sent me. Uh, it sounds like it's maybe cobbled together in part from Paul Harvey, but I don't know if it's fully his thinking, but it's still is worthy of discussing. The message, what if? What if there's something so evil and diabolical you could not imagine it? If you want to destroy the USA, but you've been studying America for years, if you attack them outright, they will stick together regardless of color. He said, submitted for your perusal. It's not black people under attack, not white people, but the whole human race. Even Ronald Reagan said, if there was a threat outside our world, what we fight about would not be important. Nothing is an accident. God exists. I submit we are under attack from Texas to the White House. It's something going on we know nothing about. No military, no guns, no food, no water, no jail, no bail. Now what else do you need to win an invisible war? A bunch of sellout politicians do anything for money. Don't forget to teach the boys to be girls, girls to be boys. While you're at it, let's march them over to the abortion center. This country's been through a lot. God will show up at the right time. Until then, we just keep fighting and watching history unfold. 
when Jesus comes back this time, he will have a gun. Those are the words of a listener. As I said, I don't know if they're entirely his or cobbled with others. The one thing I would clarify, if you read Revelation about the second coming, when Christ's return, it's not going to be with a gun. You will not find it to be that merciful. And Judgment Day will be horrific. Some believe the Bible is just fanciful writing. I'm not going to try to convince you of anything. But when you look at the prose and some of the things, the remarks that were made from the Old all the way through the New Testament, and you don't see it being inspired by God and the Holy Spirit, then these were great writers of fiction. My gosh, the best writers of fiction of ever. And then the men who were willing to die and say that they saw Christ being crucified and yet alive. They were willing to die for that. We can't find people now willing to join our military to die for this country. They don't want to, well, mainly because, possibly, our military is pretty becoming more and more useless. We are giving in. We're giving in the woke culture, and it's destroying us. I am proud of my nation in the sense that I love my country, and I love this nation. And this July 4th should remind all of us, not only of our love, but what we have achieved and what we can achieve, working together instead of being divisive all the time. Find our common ground. Build upon that ground. Even Democrat Minority Leader Clyburn said, thinking he had to agree with everything all the time, that's sophomoric. Even he acknowledges it's stupid. Pastor Randy Mayfield will be filling in for me a couple of days next week. Remember our pledge, one nation under God. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA.